Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Unproducible Podcast. My name is Andrew Colmer, and along with my co-hosts Byron, Greg, Jules, and Nick, we are going to take you on a journey into the bowels of Hollywood to dust up the long-forgotten scripts that never gotten made and give them some new life. Today we are continuing our discussion and read-through of David O. Russell's script for Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Now, this is part two of our discussion, so if you haven't heard part one, I recommend that you do so, since we are going to pick right back up where we left off. So without further delay, let's get back to it. Enjoy. Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, by David O. Russell, based on the video game Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, by Naughty Dog. Cut to exterior western Caribbean sea, day, a dive trawler in a perfect blue sea, reggaeton music blasts, interior passageway, day, Elena navigates the narrow hallway, the music's louder, Nate, Nate, interior Nate's cabin, day, Elena enters the seamlessly empty cabin, she hears really, oh Jesus, I see what song is playing, she hears really energetic, if off oh, key singing to Gasolina. Why? I don't I don't know that one. Dom de la Gasolina. Remember remember in Studio Tour, remember they had that fucking uh that Fast yep. and the Furious, yep. like the cars would explode. Oh yeah, it's the last song that you'd hear when you leave. Something in karma or whatever. Yeah, it's the shit that they played in like Tokyo Drift or whatever. Do you know what we're talking about, Greg? I vaguely basically <laughs> take the most I, basic I, ass bitch of a reggaeton song. And it's right. not talking yeah, about Andrew. Gas. Andrew's gonna stitch the, the song at, in here while we're trying to explain Greg what the song is. <laughs> really yep. I'll just just sit here like, oh, I hear it now. Just, it's silence. Yep. Oh, now <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's literally nothing has nothing to do about gas. Nope. It's a very dirty mm. song. It's a very sexual. Yep. Oh, okay. But the fact <laughs> that I I hate I hate the fact that Nate is singing a top forty song. Like <laughs> this this is like so far, this is the most un Nathan Drake thing <laughs> about this so far. Oh my uh, Elena God. turns to see Nate through the transparent door of the shower. Lathering his oh, hair, Jesus belting Christ. out the Spanish rap. At least the Spanish is perfect. What? All I see is like, I just see Nate's outline, and I hope it includes Mark Wahlberg's like 12 inch dong from Boogie Nights. <laughs> from Boogie Nights. <laughs> just see like a snake yeah. sized thing dangling down his leg. She quickly turns away. She backs slowly out the door and freezes. Temptation uh, sets in. She oh, takes a second shaft. look. Yep. <laughs> She takes a second look at his tanned body. Hey, yo. All over, the tan tells us more about Nathan Drake. Are you, he's a nudist? Is that what it tells us? He's taking a shower! Then, she notices his duffel bag, the only personal possession in the room. She can't resist. She opens it. Oh, she God. pulls out. I'm so uncomfortable now. She pulls out ammo boxes, a counterfeit plate, a bundle of dress clothes, in fact, the ones he wore the other night, a switchblade, four different passports, a grenade, a lockpick set, and a stuffed folder labeled Drake. 
So this That's is a lot of stuff that she's pulling out of one yeah. bag. This is the what is it in the video game where you click the like start button and you see uh, your inventory. The inventory. Yeah. Yep. 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 It, it's this is basically, what this is basically mm-hmm. her being like, oh shit, more there's more to come aside from where yeah. I, just I going guarantee on every one of these will be used later on. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> this isn't a Chekhov's gun situation that Elena remembers or- the grenade that she saw on page twenty-one and <laughs> <laughs> Elena flips through the folder, handwritten notes, aged manuscripts, genealogical trees, but then something catches Elena's eye in the duffel. She pulls out a shoebox, a shoebox packed full of photos. A young Nate with a distinguished woman who must be his mom. A teenage Nate with an older woman who will... Man. Nope. Nope. Man. Older. Goddamn, why did I realize? Why did I think that was one? Maybe because I actually. Maybe because woman is, yeah, woman is the, above it. Yeah. yeah. Literally above it, I bet. Yeah. A teenage Sully. Nate with an older man who we will learn is Sully holding up a barnacle encrusted cross. I was wondering how far you wanted to take the concept of total access. Elena spins around, spotting a wet Nate mm, holding Ooh. a towel around his waist. Mm-hmm. He reaches back into the shower, shutting it off. I was just. Uh... Snooping. Sorry. Professional hazard. Nate grabs his jeans and drops the towel. <laughs> He's a nudist. Fucking yeah. A, man. This well, is just... like... Woo! You, you, okay, I, wasn't gonna, I was going to wait until the end to tell you guys this, but I feel like David Russell wrote this specifically for Marky Mark. Like mm-hmm. that that is that is the yep. issue I'm seeing is that like I'm I am literally reading Nathan Drake as if Mark Wahlberg's reading all the lines. Yep. Yeah. And of course they would fucking he would drop trowel right in front of a girl. Yep. Like, yeah, because like Nathan I don't I don't know. I haven't played the fourth game, but the Nathan I know wouldn't no, really he's gonna no. do this. He's the same Nathan you know in all the other games, I promise you that. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have a hard turn in the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah, no, the, the fourth making... game is literally just porn, Andrew. Okay. Because <laughs> I was about to say, like, Nate can charm the pants off a girl, but, like, he isn't this forward about it. No, say, not at yeah, all. I, I wanted to wait till the end of the script to say that, but I, I have to just say it now. Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> there are just too many Mark moments where I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Um, embarrassed, Elena spins around to avoid looking. This is so, like, late 2000s this, film. This feels so this out of character. Cringy as hell. Yeah. Ugh. That, that's you know, that's you very know, here's, here's the here's oh. what would have like correct in my opinion what would have made this a better scene is if like elena like accidentally walked in she screamed and then nate screamed right after yeah. she screamed. yes that yeah. is totally a nathan drake thing to do where like he gets just as scared as she does yeah and he's just like what the fuck is your problem like why would you just scream like then, i don't know that's my that's my yeah, yeah no, that, that that makes it way more in line with like, the game yeah seeing sure. nathan fillion do that too just makes it so much better oh yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. in my defense i'm out here in the middle of a sea alone with the guy i hardly know and i just because saw his 12 foot penis yep <laughs> i was about to say because of the <laughs> implication oh i get that thank you thank <laughs> you it's always sunny in philadelphia because yep. of the implication Nate realizes she has a point. Elena hands him the photos. You're right. Ask whatever you want. Is he still naked or did he put on his pants? Who, I'm, in my mind, he's still slanging that dick. Okay. Yeah, that's, probably. That's that's yeah, so, did he, he, yeah. so he he didn't grab underwear. He just he just like freeballed those jeans. Yeah, he's free balling, Oh, he's going to have some serious chafing later down the line. Be, We've be, played this game. Be yeah. careful with the zipper. 
Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> he loves to jump in water, so I'm just saying you're wearing Ooh, jeans, it's not gonna be true. very comfortable. That's true. The older woman, your mother? Nate Gruncy, yeah. She's very beautiful. And the man? He's your dad. Nate laughs a bellowing laugh. <laughs> Sully is a lot of things, but a father? So you don't have a picture of your dad? Had one. Lost it. Elena decides not to press the issue. Okay. Where are you from? Where's home? You just rifled through it. Look, you obviously don't want to answer anything. No, there's just nothing to say. Box of some sort. <laughs> this is... I'm sorry, I just, I, is this conversation still happening in yep. the bathroom? Yes. Jeez. There's just nothing to say. You know, there... Sorry, I said box of some sort because there's just a random box in the middle a of the dialogue. Box of photos. No, no, there's no, just a random, random box in the dialogue. Yeah, a box. What about you? I don't hey, know where? what the fuck that is. <laughs> I don't see it. You don't? It's in my uh, copy. Box? It's in my copy. Yeah. Uh, it's not. A, it's not in mine either. Okay, that's it's, weird. Nope. Wait, we all have the same copy. Why is this awesome? I, I don't know because <laughs> I just I just clicked it from the actual drive. I didn't download it, so yeah. I, that might be why. I've had it saved for a while. And this is the one that came up. That's weird. Yeah, anyway. it's a little box. <laughs> anyway, you know people who ha who are their jobs? That's me. I run a historical lost and found. King so-and-so lost some jewel encrusted crap. That means today I'm researching in a library archive. Tomorrow I'm in Borneo digging it up. And this jewel encrusted crap, you put it in a museum? I find smaller collections pay better. Private ones. So it's all about the money. For every ten things to search for, if I'm lucky to find one. So yeah, I make a damn, I make damn sure that one pays off. And today might be payday. That mag, magnetometer thing, it's pinging. A smile crosses Nate's lips. What magnetometer? Yeah, there wasn't. I don't... There wasn't uh, anything. They might, that... have, they might have not said anything about it yet. They might. They might go into it. Maybe it's just like it. It's sense or is signaling or detected. Magnet, Either, I'm magnet. guessing it was something in his would... bag, but they just didn't introduce it. Or it's like something on the ship. That's what I'm thinking. It, it's playing know. ping pong with itself. Okay. Yeah. What? They don't. Okay. Cut to exterior dive trawler day. Off the stern, a crane dangles cables. Exterior underwater day. We follow the cables down to the seafloor through a sargasso sea of kelp beds until we find Nate and Elena wearing wetsuits and scuba equipment. Nate is pulling the crane's cables toward the iron casket of Sir Francis Drake. Nate carefully connects to yep. the cable hooks with the stays, creating a cradle for bringing the casket up. We have now begun game number one. Yep. Exterior, dive trawler day. The crane motor chugs away as it lowers its catch to the deck. Elena's got her video camera out as Nate runs his hand over an ancient casket. What you are seeing is the end of one of the greatest mysteries in the history of exploration. This is the coffin of Sir Francis Drake, pirate, explorer, and adventurer, lost for centuries, now found by his descendant, Nathan Drake. Wait, she's alone on this boat? She didn't bring a camera crew? 
Yeah, yeah. well, in the game, she's alone, too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I thought there was, like, a, another cameraman or something at first. No, I think I think she just, it was just her with, like, a, a video It's her with the video and camera, then, and then she Lynn, meets up other, with the other dude. Yeah, in other games, okay. she'll bring, like, a, a crew. Yeah, and then they in, the, in the second game, there's a crew that's with her. Yeah, the second oh. one, they run into her, like, randomly, awkwardly, and she's with, like, two other guys who are, yeah. who are filming her. Drake jams the crowbar and a seam forces the top of the casket off. Dusty air escapes out of the airtight <laughs> chamber. Nate coughs as he breathes in a lungful. He steps toward the casket, so does Elena. Breathless anticipation, Elena comes around behind him, squinting as she peers into the casket, expecting rotten remains. Oh my god, that's... that's... empty. Casket. Sure enough, there's no body inside, but there is something inside wrapped in oil skin. I knew it! I knew it! You sly old bastard, you tricked me. You tricked everyone, but you didn't trick me. He unwraps it carefully. What are you so happy about? There's no body here. Check your contract. The deal is finding the coffin. Never promised you a body. Elena's initial shock over Nathan's glace, glace attitude dissipates with the realization she's been screwed. You knew he wasn't in there, didn't you? You were after... What is that, anyway? Beneath the oilskin, Nate finds a small leather-bound journal, a coat of arms on its cover. His eyes brighten. The answer. So what happened to Sir Francis and his 15 ships under his command? Elena looks off into the distance, bro-furled. Boats. No ships. There's a difference. Elena stares over Nate's shoulder. No. Boats. Ships are mostly big. Boats are mostly small. A ship can hold a boat, but a boat can never hold a ship. <laughs> Elena grabs Nate and turns him to see what she sees. Sure enough, five speed boats close in on the dive trawler. Like I said, boats. Who are they? Damn. Pirates. Very funny. Let me know when the ninjas show up. Nate ignores her and goes for one of the equipment boxes. He flips it open, revealing two chrome-plated forty-fives. He stuffs extra magazines in his pockets. Whoa, wait. You're serious? Automatic gunfire erupts from the speedboat simultaneously. Elena screams as Nate pushes her head down behind the crane as bullets ring off it. They're shooting at us! Relax, in my business we call that negotiating. Just keep your head down, I can talk our way out of this. Then the gunfire stops. The speedboats form a circle around the traveler. Hi, Camus! Nate! That you, buddy? Nate's face drops. Oh, no. Nate pops his head up and gets a good look at his opponents. Five speedboats, each manned by three Indonesian pirates. And their leader is Eddie Raja. Eddie's diminutive and mouthy with crazy eyes and, is crazy, and a crazier mind. And, uh, Wheel of Death... And the will of death, the person who's forced to read now is Jules. Jules! I knew it. I knew it was going to be me. (laughs) Jules. Eddie Raja, how the hell are you? Me? I'm good. Right now, top of the world. You're still not upset about the little thing back in Jakarta, right? What thing? Something with my sister? No, the other thing. To Elena. It's not what it sounds like. Elena just shoots him a look and turns her camera on him. Cheating me in that poker game? No, the other thing. Oh, you must mean stealing the Jade Empress and, sc- and screwing me out of my cut. Yeah, that would be it. Uh, you still mad about that? We 
both know I just beat you to the punch, right? You did break rule number one. What's rule number one? Don't mess with Eriraha. Oh, I guess. Do it again. Do it again. One, two, three. Don't Don't mess mess with with Eddie Raja. What can I do to make it up to you, buddy? You know, maybe if you just stick your head out a little bit more. Anything else? Nothing comes to mind. Suddenly, Nate pops up and fires his pistols at the pirate boat, sneaking up behind him. How how do you sneak up in the ocean? There's a stealth boat, dude. <laughs> in broad stealth daylight. Boat. What's it hiding behind? An invisible wall. Space rock or, or, or ocean space. rocks? Um, I said space rocks. I don't know why. It's space, like rock. space rocks? It's that ice wall those flat earther fucks always complain Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the stance of a marksman. In fact, his technique is beyond sloppy, but the results... Six points. Three pirates go down. Double tap. Center mass. Eddie and the other pirates on his boat open fire with AK-47s, peppering the crane gantry with lead. Move it, move it, circles. Don't give him an easy shot. The speedboats power up. They circle the trawler at about a 20-foot distance. Too far for Nate to get to them. Too close for them to miss. Bullets ring and ricochet off the crane as Nate and Elena huddle in their tiny sliver of protection. Near the wheelhouse, the bullets sever an electrical line, and it dances and sparks. What did you get me into? Oh, you know, you wanted a real story, good guys, bad guys, adventure. So where are the good guys? Funny. Then Nate notices the crane crane control panel not far off. See that red lever on the control panel over there? What I tell you now, push it to the right. Can you do that? Elena nods, scared. Nate sticks his pistols out of the crane gantry and fires off shots in all directions. And then he runs for the stern of the boat. Now! Elena heads to the control panel, and the ground around her gets peppered with gunfire. She dives back to cover, hyperventilating, leaving Nate exposed, waiting for her. Now! Elena steals herself, then runs from cover, reaching the control panel. She pushes the red lever. The crane springs to life, rotating quickly. The loose cables on the end of the crane swing wide. Nate grabs one of the cables as it passes, and it perfectly catapults him out over the sea. He times it perfectly, letting go and landing right on... Pirate speedboat! His momentum threatens to carry him right off the back until he clotheslines the two pirates at the stern, knocking them into the water. Behind him, the pirate driving the boat spins. AK at the ready. Blam! He falls to his knees, surprised. Nate fired his gun around his back without even looking. Hey, that's pretty good. He drops his pistol in favor of the AK-47. He strafes the pirate boat behind him. Like dominoes, they all go down. I'm sorry, that's just the way that they phrase that. I'm literally Mm -hmm. imagining in the video game when you exchange guns. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. You gotta switch your sidearm, it's faster. Yeah. Much faster. It's faster than reloading. Use your AK as a backup only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I do. That's <laughs> always what I do. Pistols first, AK last resort. Mm-hmm. But gunfire erupts from up ahead as well. He spins to see the pirates on the boat in front of him, and they have him dead to rights when, slam! The swinging cables of the crane lash out and knock them into each other. Nate looks over at Elena, still working the controls. Not bad, not half bad. On the trawler, the sparking wire reaches a gas canister. It blows up and a fire quickly engulfs the wheelhouse. Eddie calls to the other two circling boats. 
I really hate that guy. The boat. He's on our boat. Everyone shifts aim to the speedboat Nate is on. Nate dives for the wheel, slamming down the throttle. The boat careens forward, throwing a powerful wake. Eddie pushes his driver aside, powering up his throttle as well. And the chase is on. Suddenly, Eddie ducks just in time to narrowly miss the swinging cables from the crane. Where does he find these women? <laughs> he ducks again as Elena swings the cables back at him. One of his pirates Arr. takes a cable to the face and is knocked into the sea. Eddie fires at Elena, causing her to duck. Ping! Ping! The gunfire puts... Oh my god, how did I know you were gonna do that? The gunfire puts holes in the steel drum next to her. Fuel is written on its side. Nate? Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen now. Nate? Nate! Nate ducks to avoid incoming gunfire. He pulls hard on the wheel, slaloming to dodge the heaviest fire. I'm kind of busy! But then Nate sees the fire spreading. Fantastic. Gunfire stops his conversation dead. He looks ahead and spots two of the other boats heading dead on for him. Nate swerves around the first boat, punching the throttle and turning back toward the second boat. His speedboat leaps the wake of the first boat, catching air and careening over in the second boat, knocking all the pirates into the sea. The gas advances toward the wheelhouse fire. Elena grabs wetsuits and tries to form a dam. For a moment, it works, until another barrage of gunfire punctures more drums. The rivulet becomes a river. The gas races for the fire. Nate! Nate glances over and sees the disaster brewing. He spins the wheel, turning his boat to face the trawler. I'm coming! Another pirate's speedboat closes. Nate fires the AK. Click! Empty. The pirates smile. They got him now! He reaches behind his back, drawing one of his pistols. Cool as a cucumber, he plugs this the driver. This is the second time that I know. That's the embossing thing. I, I, I missed the first cool one. Cool as a cucumber. It was used to describe Nate dumbest himself. Thing to put in action. The uh, cool, cool as a cucumber. He plugs the driver. The boat spins out of control, and Nate shoots the disoriented gunman. Nate guns the engine, racing right for the trawler. The gas reaches the flames. Elena's trapped, surrounded by oil drums. She spins to see Nate, suddenly very close. Nate lets out a primal yell, tensing his body. The speedboat slams into the side of the trawler just as Nate leaps into the air. His momentum carries him clear over the deck. He reaches out with his arms, grabbing Elena by her shirt and pulling her with him overboard. And pulling her with him overboard. And pulling like her with him. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So she, he's pulling her with him going right. overboard. Yeah, yeah. No, trust me, there have been times where I believe I'm reading the sentence wrong, but I'm actually reading exactly what's written. <laughs> okay, that's, yes. that's what happened. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound grammatically correct, but it yeah. makes sense. Just as the flames reach the other drums, the trawler explodes, raining debris in every direction. Exterior, open sea, continuous. Debris rains down on the sea, no sign of Nate or Elena. Elena's, Elena's video camera breaks the surface first. A moment later, Nate and Elena surface. Elena coughs out a healthy dose of seawater. She spins around to see the trawler, a burned out Hulk already. I suppose a thank you might be in order? That was a nice work with that crane. Thanks. I just pretended it was an immunity challenge. Oh, that's a survivor reference. Mm -hmm. Okay.
Okay, I oh, didn't get it? that because I've yeah. never. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was written like what 2008 or something like that, so it was, it was oh, still very big. 2010. Oh, uh, Nate gives her a questioning look. That's how I got my start on camera. Survivor, season four runner-up. What Survivor? <laughs> Nate, you were just seeing Gasolina on the ship. You know pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, I don't buy that what Survivor yeah. bullshit. Yeah, He's an archaeologist, he doesn't live on fucking Mars. He knows what Survivor is. Around the wreck comes Eddie's speedboat. Eddie backs the boat towards Nate and Elena, the engine's propellers cutting through the water like sights. Me, Doi, I'm the Survivor here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Me, Doi. All doi. around the world, people will cheer the day Eddie Raja cut Nathan Drake to shreds. Nate and Elena can only watch the blades grow closer. But then Eddie stops putting the boat into neutral. Boats don't stop that well. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, no, in these waters, they stop almost immediately. Okay, the water is so <laughs> The water is so smooth, it just yeah, stops yeah. on a it's dive. Like a, it's like a car. It they like have ABS yeah. braking? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't the, wa the water is basically jello, so they can just stop. Yeah, okay. they just stop whenever they want. Yep. But my joy will have to wait. Go, I got biz to talk. <laughs> so you got something I'm getting paid to take. You just better hope I didn't go down with the ship. What are you looking for? Same thing Navarro wanted. You're working with Navarro now? <clears throat> what are you into, bruh? I've attracted bigger fish. So, you give me what <laughs> I want, or do I turn the girl into sashimi? Nate looks at Elena. Elena looks at Nate. She can't believe it's taking him a moment to decide. You gotta be kidding me. Is there an option three? No, there ain't. Sure there is. Option three is where you get your head taken off by the, by the seaplane. Eddie cracks up again, laughing his head off, until he catches something out of the corner of his eye. He spins to see a seaplane, lighting in for landing, coming right for him. Eddie screams. Boom! The seaplane smashes down right on top of Eddie's boat, breaking it apart. Only then do its engines come on as it turns around and comes for Nate and Elena. What the hell was that? That, that was Sully, to a T. The seaplane pulls up next to them, and a moment later, the hatch on the side opens, revealing Victor, Sully Sullivan, late 50s, chomping on a cigar. I can't leave you alone for a minute, kid. Who was that little guy with the big gun? I was about to say, but the fact that they, that I don't see a kid at all I'm, in this I'm adding dialogue. the fucking kid. Oh, that's I so good. I am adding kid, and I don't care. I, I was literally just thinking that. I'm like, really? The first line that comes out of his mouth is doesn't end with kid? I know. Come on. Eddie. Bruh? Really? Should have told me I'd made a point to splatter him on my windshield. Oh, but where are my manners? He extends a hand to Elena, helping her onto the plane. Victor Sullivan, at your service. But my friends and lovers call me Sullivan. <laughs> Interior, seaplane day. Elena smiles and slowly pulls her hand back from his. Somebody's been ODing on their Viagra. <laughs> oh my god oh my god that is not a david russell line are you kidding me sorry now that's top tier writing yeah somebody's been ODing on their viagra but, um, god th that for, for you gamers out there oh let me tell you god. that is elena to a tmr yep. right oh. yep. jesus christ Again, I don't think David Russell played this fucking game. No, I don't. I don't really think he did either. It's like either. if you if you tried explaining him the game like by word of mouth, and then he went off and wrote it. 
Like, yeah. I'm trying to picture, I have the voices of the characters in my head, and I cannot <laughs> picture them saying any of this shit. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the last thing Elena in my mind would say. Yeah. Yup. Elena takes off her wetsuit. She doesn't seem to notice that her white t-shirt underneath is soaking oh, wet. I'm so really? done. Right. Really? I'm so done. I'm Davey. so Davey. done. No. We're only on page 32. No. Yeah. Oh my god. This so I guess it. the bikini shot was just foreshadowing. Oh my god. Oh my god. No wonder this didn't get made. It's just what David or Russell wanted to see in the fucking lens. Jesus Christ. The, the, the weird thing is, this is nothing like any other David or Russell movie. There's yeah. no, nothing like it. So I feel I, like, yeah, yeah. I wonder the closest who, thing I can I can think of is uh, is American Hustle. That's what I'm. That's what I was thinking mm-hmm. was American Hustle. I wonder who he wanted to play Elena, or who they <laughs> cast as Elena. Probably Amy Adams. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Or fucking uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence true. wasn't a thing. This was yeah, this was pre Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Silver Linings Playbook came out in. Wait, when did it come out? I oh, no, you're this, right. Like 2013? Around, like 20, you're right. This is 2010. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That was like 2012. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Nate and Sully can't help but stare. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <sighs> mm. Finally, she notices, pulling her shirt away from her body, pissed. Oh, my God. I'm. Wow. Yep. Gentlemen wouldn't look. Honey, a dead man wouldn't look. I mean, I could see Sully saying that line, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, I like, at least he added honey. That's yeah. like definitely a Sully yeah. like word. Keep talking like that and we'll test that theory. Yeah. Nate just smiles as he heads with Sully up to the cockpit. Sully keeps his voice low. Behind him, Elena tries to dry out her video camera. Yeah, because that, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Well, what'd you got for me? What? What do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> Not what you got for me. What you got for me? The Lost Journal of Sir Francis Drake. Nate pulls it out of his wetsuit. And the old boy. Just like I thought, he faked his death. How much does the girl know? Nate turns to see Elena standing right behind them, filming them as they speak. I'd say she keeps herself pretty well informed. <laughs> that was a pretty funny. Answer. Exterior open sea day. <laughs> The red and white seaplane takes off, flying over the smoldering wreckage and into a pristine blue sky. Down among the flotsam, something stirs. A hand appears on a floating drum. Eddie surfaces. You've broke rule number one, Vago. I'm coming for you. Exterior, Colombian fishing village, dusk. We approach a lonely dock at a lonelier fishing village. A single ship is moored there. Interior, mate... Was that really just one scene? <laughs> yeah. No, you just had that one sentence to finish. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Interior, vein cabin, dusk. Journal POV. All three stare down into camera in various states of excitement. Well, what are you waiting for? Give me a sec, okay? This is a huge moment. Give it to me, I'll do it. To Elena. He always gets like this. Like He, uh, he always gets like a kid on Christmas morning. I got it, Sully. I just wanted... To give this a moment, a little bit of reverence is all. Nate opens the journal. They squint down at it, having trouble. Well, we know one thing about Drake. He had horrible penmanship. January 1597. The queen had grown impatient as that snake Alvarado continued to slip through my grasp to find retreat 
to Ia Akolta, to Isla Akolta, until he made one mistake. He sent a copy of his map to Spain. On the 24th of December, we rammed a fast cutter and found a copy on board. Our goal is to is verified. What we race for is nothing less than the greatest treasure of the new world. Nothing more than the making or undoing of an empire. Nate turns the page. He and Sully rear back at once as though they'd seen a ghost. <clears throat> well, slap me on my ass and call me Rosie. <laughs> Reverse angle, the map. A map of rivers, jungles, and coastline. And at its center, a small gold mark labeled Oma... Omagua? Hot damn, I sure. knew you were onto something, but Omagua? You knew I was onto something? You said playing solitaire was more productive than hunting down Sir Francis. That was, that was for your own good, and now, and how the hell was I supposed to know it would lead to Omagua? What exactly is Omagua? Nate and Sully smile at each other. It's the lost goddamn city of gold. Wait, are you talking about El Dorado? El Dorado, Cibola, Manoa, Omagua, they're all just different names Comico. for the same myth. The conquistadors, gold-hungry bastards that they were, were like kids in a candy store when they hit the Americas. See, all these tribes revered gold. They prayed over it, chanted to it, sacrificed for it. Hell, tribal chiefs painted themselves with it. So the Spanish started taking their gold and butchering the tribes. But the legendary Amagua, <laughs> nobody ever found it. A city of gold? You actually believe in something that ridiculous? I don't need to. Sir Francis did. Sully give Nate a wry smile. <laughs> he give yeah. He give Nate Sully award award nominated screenwriter y'all. Sully, Sully give give no I could just hear just, Sully give Nate a wry smile. Like give, it it to give it to him now. Give it to him. Give it to him. Whatever Omagua is, if Sir Francis called it the treasure of a lifetime, it's got to be the biggest cachet of a gold of gold in history. Silence. Oh. oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sit down. You do. I need a drink. We need the Vienna Boys Choir singing the Hallelujah Chorus, but we'll have to do with whatever the Doc Master's selling. Nate heads out of the cabin until Sully grabs his arm. I wouldn't. We're in Columbia. Nate backs away from the Doc. So, what does that mean? Nothing. Just a misunderstanding with the Colombian colonel. Have you met anyone who hasn't wanted to kill you? Uh, said only people indifferent. No, I don't suppose you do. A smile creeps on both their faces. Uh. Sully notices the attraction. Embarrassed, Elena lets out a small laugh. <laughs> I'll go get the drinks. I think a better line of dialogue for like to respond so have you ever met anyone who hasn't wanted to kill you like Nate would just make a comment towards that Elena hasn't tried to kill him yet yeah yeah also I I've noticed that Elena Elena is he he's she's more infatuated with Nate early on in the movie yeah than she was in the game like in the game yeah. it, felt, it felt like she kind of kept to herself most of the time up until the end and then like, you really got the attraction there. They yeah. were very like romancing the stone yeah. where they're just like bickering the entire exactly. time. Exactly. Right. Like the shadow 
shower scene, I think, could have been a lot better if, like, I, it played out the way I said, where, like, they both screamed. And then, like, that would have just been, like, playing on, like, the humor element of it. But that would have been, like, maybe the opening the can of worms that is their relationship later down mm-hmm. the line. But the fact that we keep getting, like, subtle hints, like, they both smile at each other and stare at each other un- uncomfortably while so yeah. dr- it's like, okay. That, yeah. I feel like that's a little, a little over top. That's my uh-huh. opinion, though. Exterior, Doc Masters Shred, Dusk. Elena holds a bottle of tequila in one hand, her other on her cell phone. Carl, 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 stop with the boat already. Let them fire me. It's just a crappy cable show. I've got a story that'll put us on prime time. Main cabin, intercut. One hand, two glasses of scotch. Sully puts one in front of Nate. Still staring at the journal. Nate takes a swig, surprised by what he's drinking. Scotch? Sully, we only drink scotch when... A dawning realization. Sully nods grimly. A shot to steady the surgeon's hand? No, not gonna happen. Gotta be done. You know it. I know it. She and I have a deal. Oh, 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 why? Why didn't you tell me? A deal? Wow. Well, that sure changes things. Don't. Not this time. You sweet on her. You bet her. No. Then what is the problem, Nate? She's different. You should have seen her fighting, Eddie. Oh, you should have. God damn it. You should have seen you should have seen her fighting Eddie. The girl's got skills. I really don't think she's a liability. She's got skills, yo. Eddie, <laughs> guys with skills. Uh, not a liability? A reporter tagging along on the most secret antiquities expedition in human history. Wake up, Nate. This is not your little family tree scrapbook project anymore. We've busted our humps on antique letter openers and pinky rings for too long. This is Omagua. Pizarro, Raleigh, Orellana, Drake, Kokomo. the greatest all explore Kokomo, the greatest <laughs> explorers in history, spent their lives trying to get a close as close as we are now. Sully refreshes Nate's glass. She deserves better. She does. She deserves our absence from her life. This one's different. So was that broad in Jakarta and that sweet little thing in Lagos, and I'm not even going to mention Chloe. Hey. I'm just saying, we both have a soft spot, buddy, but we both know the truth, too. Enlighten me. Love fades, but gold shines on. Are we the bad guys, Sully? There are no bad guys, Nate. No man is his own villain. Nate downs one more drink. I am today. Doc, intercut. Elena waves to Nate deep in her conversation. She doesn't notice Nate throwing off the bowline attaching boat to Doc. No, I don't trust him. Which is why we've got to move fast. You got to find me a fact checker, a good one. Elena's turned the wrong way as Sully guns the engine. Elena spins in time to see the boat speeding away. She races down the dock, eyes locked on Nate's sad face, his eyes offering an apology. You son of a bitch, you better run! Into the phone. Carl? Small wrinkle. I think this happened in the. This did happen in the game. Yeah. It did happen in the game. Yeah. And then she I was, failed them later. I'm so happy that this I'm glad that they did this because I was like, I was thinking, like, this is happening way too easily. Like, something mm-hmm. needs to happen yeah. here. Yep. I'm, I'm really happy. I was really looking forward to that being yeah. in the script, and I'm this, so happy this it is. Definitely shot it up a lot more than I thought it was going to go. Cut to interior, main cabin, late night. Sitting at the map table, <laughs> Nate pours over the Drake journal by lantern light. You know, it's not in there, don't you? Sully comes walking in from the helm. The hell are you talking about? What the hell am I talking What you're looking for? It can't be. I'm reading Jake 
I'm Jake. Jake. I'm reading Drake's <laughs> Intel on a Mag- uh, reading Jacob's Intel yeah. on a Magua. <laughs> I'm reading Drake's Intel on a Magua. I haven't thought about that other thing in years. Uh-huh. Listen to this. I stand convinced that there is no more that there is more to a Magua than its gold. A darker secret. A secret that may tell us how an empire of two million could be wiped from the map in a blink of an eye. Is he talking okay. about the Incas? I, I don't care if he's talking about the rapture. We got a problem. Sully turns the journal to the map labeled Omagua. I've triple checked every map on this half of the globe. There is no spot on this green earth that matches that map. Bring me the scotch. I, I sympathize, but maybe we should try to figure it out before we get plastered. Nate ignores Sully and fetches the bottle himself. He bends the journal back on itself so only the map page rests on the table. And then he pours the scotch out over the map. All caps. The rivers disappear and other lines and words materialize like magic creating a whole new map. Wait, what's magic? Wait, what the fuck happened? How did it so do that? He flipped the map upside down and then poured scotch over it, and now it's like it's it, they're they're uh, what's it called? They're now. I solemnly oh, swear okay. that I am up to no good. This is the Marauders map. Okay. No, they're they're national treasuring it. Basically, they're like they're like oh, if you put like a specific liquid on it and then and then heat it up, it'll it'll show you like a like the map. But just or just drowning that shit. Why not just like you know? know. Do how why they, not if, just get it wet with like of, water? I also feel like this treasure, is a why not just dip like a little small napkin, dab it in the scotch, and just yeah, yeah. No, that's another that thing. This is a what, really old map, right? And they're just yeah. like dousing it and disintegrated. Alcohol. It's just yeah. it's just dust at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> he called the technique a rum map, but I figured any alcohol will do. There you go. Let's crank this engine up. Looks like we're going to Peru. Cut to exterior batting cage, night. ECU? Extreme, Extreme close-up. Close Extreme yeah. close-up, got it. <laughs> he's a director. He's, ba- mm-hmm. he's basically yeah. like, he's, he's labeling all the shots because he thinks he's going to direct this thing. I'm mm-hmm. a stage actor. I don't know what these terms mean. It's all good. We got you. <laughs> we got you, Jules. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, Extreme close-up. Side angle of a red square on a white background. Bam! A fastball slams into the center of it. It's force knocking the target back a foot before the chain link fence it is attached to you sways back. We pull back to reveal Eddie Raja and one of his pirates up against the same fence, their mouths gagged. Two mercenaries pin their arms on the other side of the fence. They squint, staring into the harsh spotlights, unable to see where the pitches are coming from. In this part of the world, there are only a few things of great value. Drugs, of course. Oil, if you can find any. Antiquities, human talent. Another fastball pounds the target between them. A boy from a village nearby was graced with just such a talent. He could throw a baseball at 95 miles an hour. A 95 miles an hour fastball travels from the mound to the catcher's glove in less than four tenths of a second. It can cause as much soft tissue trauma as a 38 caliber bullet. The fastball catches Eddie dead in the chest. Eddie screams into his gag, his eyes wide in shock and pain. Another fastball catches the other pirate in the solar plexus. He screams as well, gasping for air. He once earned a multi-million dollar contract I negotiated on his behalf. And yet, his value to me is fading. 
He is what we in the banking world call a depreciating asset. The ravages of time against the brilliance of talent. Time will always win in the end. This time, the baseball smashes into the fence just inches from Eddie's head. He stares terrified into the bright spotlights, thinking he's about to die. The spotlights go out, revealing a mount mountaintop luxury villa complete with infinity pool, tennis courts, etc. As Eddie's eyes adjust, Gabriel Roman steps out of the darkness in a very expensive Italian suit. He's a man of bearing and sophistication, with his eyes of a shark. Next to him stands Atak Navarro, looking uncomfortable himself. Behind him stands a row of heavily armed multinational mercenaries. And atop the pitcher's mound, a Colombian phenom pitcher. His eyes steely and focused, but he is sweating. He holds another ball in his hand, twirling it, ready to throw. When an asset depreciates enough, it can sometimes cost more than it's worth. It is then called a toxic asset, an asset in need of liquidation. What kind of asset are you, Eddie? He nods to his marks, and they remove Eddie's gag, but they keep his arms trapped. Ah, I'm good. Strong. Give me another chance, Mr. Roman, and I'll prove it to you. Haven't we seen enough proof already? Fifteen of you went after the Drake diary, and one man beat you. Drake ain't no average man, and the girl was there too. Mr. Roman, we done a lot of business together. How many ships I steal for you? I've been with you longer than Navarro. Roman nods to the pitcher. He hurls, hurls another fastball that catches Eddie in the chest. Snap! We can hear ribs break. Eddie coughs, blood spilling from his mouth. Loyalty is only valuable when paired with competence. Atog may be a recent hire, but his archaeological knowledge is very much in need. Roman reaches down into a lone crate in front of Navarro. From it, he pulls out a vase. Mr. Navarro, what can you tell me about this item? It is a Sumerian bathing vessel. Very good. Now, what is it worth? I'll even give you a hint. In 2002, it was priceless. <clears throat> Navarro doesn't immediately answer. Roman spins around, a bat in his hand. With a vicious swing, he shatters the vase into a thousand pieces. It's worthless. Because in 2003, looters raided the Iraqi National Museum, removing 100,000 antiquities. And over the last seven years, these items have been flooding the market, turning priceless collections into curio shops. My priceless collections. Roman swings the bat angrily through the air, coming within inches of Navarro's head. I'm a banker, gentlemen. A banker for dangerous people who cannot use any normal bank. These items are my capital, and my capital is draining. But Omagua can change that. Roman nods to the pitcher. Failure in this task will incur the heaviest of penalties. The pitcher hesitates for just a moment, then grits his teeth and hurls a fastball at the batter's box. The pitch goes wide and slams into the temple of one of Roman's marks. The mark drops like a stone. Eyes open, dead. Roman pulls out a pistol and shoots the pitcher dead. He shoots Navarro a dark glance, showing his displeasure. He's gotten a little wild. <clears throat> that was a fucking intense scene. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, I'll give him this. I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen like a scene like 
that or like a villain uses yeah that like was a... i actually i actually dug that yeah, scene more. i, I like mm -hmm. that yeah it was pretty uh it was pretty intimidating and mm -hmm. the baseball tossing scene like that that is eerie as fuck yeah, yeah. not eerie mm -hmm. just like really that, gruesome that's mm -hmm. not how i remember that character from the game at all oh fine. i'll give you a point davy good job good job sir <laughs> mr davy russell yeah david and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of part two of our coverage for David O. Russell's draft of Uncharted Drake's Fortune. If you made it this far, we would like to thank you again for listening. And if you are eager to find out what happens next, there will be a part three. And it will be hopefully uploaded soon. If you'd like to follow us... Press that subscribe or follow button in order to stay up to date with the show. We also have social media accounts, and those will be linked in the bio if you want to hit those up. Other than that, we all just want to thank you again for listening, and see you next time. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye.